Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Meet Cute, the podcast where I quiz everyone and anyone on their relationship and dating history and find out where it all began and where it all ended, if we've got that far yet. I'm your host, Rosemary McCabe, and my book, This Is Not About You, is a no-holds-barred account of my own sordid past, from the very first boy I called my boyfriend to the man I now call my husband, with a lot of men in between, some more worth it than others. In Meet Cute, I'll do for my guests what I did for myself, dig deep into those little black books to get all the dirty details. Today, you'll meet Hannah Wofford, a virtual assistant and Florida transplant who ended up, like me, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hannah, let's start from the start. What is the earliest memory you have of having romantic feelings or thinking about romance or registering the idea of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or being a girlfriend? I distinctly remember in kindergarten, there was this little boy named Patrick and I had the biggest crush on him and he had the biggest crush on me. But at that point, I think we were just best friends and we just thought it was love because that's all we knew about love. But I can still see his face. It's really weird. Did you did you know him then all through your elementary school or did he go I, somewhere else or you went somewhere else? Or? I, I don't know what happened to him after that. Really weird. Yeah, I never saw him again. Huh. Was he actually there? No, he was. I just don't know. He went to a different school. Oh, well, yeah, I was about to say it was really weird to me to wrap my head around when I moved here. The fact that you could be in kindergarten with somebody and then never be in the same grade as them again, even if they would be in your school. Because in my elementary school, if you were in the same class as somebody, unless they moved schools, you were in the same class all the way along. Though I do know there are elementary schools in Ireland as well that have two or three classes like per grade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was your first crush. Yeah. Who was your first boyfriend, girlfriend? So my first boyfriend was actually my freshman year of high school. So what age would you have been? 13? I would have been, well, 14. Yeah. 14 going in, 15 coming out of freshman year. That was my first boyfriend. I feel like I was a late bloomer. I was just about to say, did, dating. Like, did that feel late? Were your friends all dating at that point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially my best friend. She was very boy crazy. And so she always had a boyfriend. And I didn't have one until freshman year. And honestly, looking back, it was probably more a relationship of convenience because I was just ready to have a boyfriend. Um, but he was a great guy. And what did that look like, kind of being his girlfriend back then? A lot of hand-holding... Did you talk on the phone? Like, did he call your landline? I remember that distinctly, calling people's landlines. Yes, all of that, actually. So I had my own phone in my bedroom, which really was supposed to be for the internet, but I tied it up a lot talking on it. Oh my God, was it a rotary phone? I'm imagining you now lying on your bed, like in, <laughs> like in a movie, lying on your bed, on your front, with your legs in the air, and your ankles crossed, on your rotary phone, talking to your boyfriend. It was not, I'm sorry. Oh. It was a cordless phone. 
Yeah. And then in my sophomore year, I got a cell phone. So then we switched to cell phones. But yes. So our time dating, which is so funny because my parents would always give me such a hard time. I'd be like, well, we're dating. And they'd be like, well, where are you going? So a lot of it was going to his house. They had this TV room in their house, which was like a weird bedroom that his parents had just put a TV in. So they could go in there and like, it was a private area, so you couldn't hear the TV. So we'd sit in there and watch TV and movies. I was also allowed to go into his bedroom and shut the door, which looking back, I'm like... (laughs) I'm shocked by this. I'm also shocked by, was there a bed in the TV room then, if it was a bedroom? No, it was just a couch on one wall and then a TV. But you were allowed in there with the door closed as well? Yeah, there was a lot of door closing. Isn't it funny how when you're 14 and 15, you feel so mature? But then when you look back, like now at 35, I look back and I was a child. Well, what's weird for me is that when I look back to when I was 14, 15, 16, academically, I can recognize the fact that I was a child, but I don't feel as a person I'm much different than I was back then. Hmm. I don't know that I've matured necessarily (laughs) since then, or I just, I think I'll always feel like that 14, 15, 16 year old girl. Yeah, I think in some ways I can agree with that. But I think what's changed is my perspective. But I guess the argument could be that I have the perspective I have now only because of the life I've lived, not Mm -hmm. necessarily because I've turned a different age. Yeah. So looking back, it feels like it was a very mature relationship for a 14-year-old, but it probably would have been mature at any age if that was a new experience, you know? So yeah, hand-holding. He was my first kiss. It was terrible. He attacked my face. like. Just, yeah. Um, How long were you dating when you had your first kiss? Do you remember? Gosh, probably two or three months. Mm. I was really nervous. I think looking back now, some of the nervousness was that I didn't like him as much as he liked me. And I knew that and I had some guilt. But we would also go to football games, which is very much a like small southern town thing to go to football games on Mm -hmm, Friday nights. mm -hmm. That was a big thing. Um, Driving around in his car. Oh, I forget that you guys all have cars so early. So yes. What, what age was he? 16 So he then? was, yeah, he was a year older than okay. me. So he had a car. Which, See, like in Ireland, you can learn to drive when you're 17. But when I was in school, in my final year of school, I had a car. I think, did I have a car? I had, I had use of my mom's car. Mm-hmm. And that was really unusual. Like I was one of the few people who had a car. And there was no student parking or anything, you know what I mean? Because people just didn't drive to school. People didn't have cars. Oh, yeah, it was such a big deal to drive. We had parking spots that you would paint. Yeah, <laughs> like as in this is Hannah's parking yeah, spot. Yeah, so can- you could, it was open to seniors first. So it was a big deal, like before school started your senior year, you would go on a certain day and they would say, we're going to sell senior parking spots this day. And you would go and pay like $40, I think, to get a certain spot. And then they'd have another day when you could come and paint it like you would paint the entire parking spot and put the signs and people would put like bible verses in it and their monogram yeah bible verse. it was a huge deal what did you put in yours did you have one i didn't paint mine okay. i did buy one i bought one the biggest thing for me was buying one next to my best friend but we didn't paint we thought that was stupid that's so. cute though buying one next to your best friend i know okay so he had a car so i'm imagining now Driving around in his car, going yeah. to like the local makeout spot. Did you do the book? Was no, there, we, make-out? there weren't oh. really makeout spots. <sighs> Everything I've this... learned is a lie. <laughs> okay, so the thing that people would do in where I'm from is they would 
go out into the woods and basically drive their cars through the mud. So that was like our <laughs> equivalent of makeout spots. <laughs> and you're from near Jacksonville in Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm from like, like North Central Florida is what we call okay. it. But I'm trying to think about other things that we did together. Honestly, we just watched a lot of TV. And I think it was because it was an opportunity to do other things. I mean, the door is closed. Right. You're allowed in his bedroom. You're allowed to watch yeah. TV with the door closed. I don't think... I wasn't allowed to have a boy in my bedroom until I was... Well, basically until I was in my mid-twenties and I was like, this is ridiculous. I practically live with this guy. He's coming into my room or he's staying in my room or whatever. Yeah. And my parents were like, oh, I can't believe we're giving into this. <laughs> my mom was horrified. His parents were pretty disconnected from the things that were going on in their house, I think. So and do you think great for us. Like, what would your parents have felt or what would their feelings have been? I don't think they would have been thrilled, but I also think I would have just been like, it's fine. And they wouldn't have pushed it. Okay. Do you remember why did you guys break up? Oh, gosh, we broke up going into my sophomore year. I'm pretty sure that summer. And it was just because I was 15 and didn't really like him that much. I liked Mm -hmm. him as a friend, didn't like him as a boyfriend. And I just knew it was time to break up. And he was so hurt, so hurt. And I remember the hardest part about it for me was that his friends actually all ganged up on me and told me I was a terrible person. So he was a very nice, very nice guy. Like Mm -hmm. everyone in our school loved him. So his friends were very protective of him. And so then they ganged up on me, which looking back now, so stupid. I was 15. Did they think I was going to marry the guy? Yeah, but also totally fair. Like they're kids too. And this is their friend and you've just heard him. So they're like, you're the worst person alive to us in this moment right now. So it was very dramatic. It was very hard. I cried a lot. But then when school started, it was fine. And And was he, he out of school at that point? Was he finished? No. So he would have become a junior. Okay. And then actually he ended up dating one of my friends his junior or senior year, I can't remember. And they got married the summer after she graduated. So it worked out great for him. But you know what's funny? In a way, he was obviously ready, not necessarily ready to marry you, but he was, that was where his life was going or where he yeah. was headed towards. And maybe that's not where you felt you were headed at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Like even if you had been crazy about him, timing wise, it might not have been... Yeah. The right time. Wow, your life could have been so different. I know. It could have been. Could have still been living in my hometown. Sweating. Even more than you are here. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So what was next? You were in your senior year of high school? Well, no, I would have gone. That was my freshman year. So then I dated. Oh, sorry. So it goes freshman, sophomore, sophomore. junior, senior. Yep. Okay. So you went into your sophomore year. Went into my sophomore year, dated another guy for my entire sophomore year. This is a great story. So we dated. It was fine. He was fine. Very similar to the first boyfriend I had my freshman year. Just He was in your school. In my school. He was in my same grade, though. I liked him, but I didn't like him that much. It was just, you know, wanted a boyfriend. But then whenever we broke up, he became very angry. Like, whereas the first boyfriend was sad, Uh this guy was pissed. And at the same time... One of our girlfriends, like a girl who just kind of hung out in our group, got broken up with. So they decided that to get back at us, they were going to date each other to make us jealous. And they're married now and have four kids. They're married now and have two kids. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God, I was only joking. That's yeah. amazing. No, it totally backfired in the jealousy part, but worked out great for them. I was so, just about to say, it didn't backfire at all. Like their yeah. dreams came true. I have a track record of breaking up with people and then they find... Oh my So gosh. they should thank me. This is my biggest bugbear in life. I feel as though I have a track record of dating guys, improving them, teaching them things about the world, about women, about sex, and then watching them as they use that knowledge for somebody else's benefit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That like yeah. we date and I get really invested and then we break up and then they get with the, the one for them. Yeah. And it really annoys me. I don't want to be the one preparing yeah. men for the one. You know All I mean? that hard work to not reap any of I the know. benefits. I know. I mean, you reap the benefits while you're with them, I guess. But you also have to put yeah. in all this hard work and put up with all the shit beforehand. We should create a form of alimony that their wives have to pay us. Well. To thank us. I don't want to put the pressure on the women, though, because sure. it's not really their fault. I feel like if you break up with somebody and the next person you get with you don't bring any of the bad behaviors. You should have to pay a penalty for all the bad behaviors you inflicted on the first person oh, that like you didn't that. inflict on the second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm going to start writing that down, start working that out now. Okay. Yeah. So you went out for your whole sophomore year. Yeah. Now you're in junior year. Yes. And junior year is when I have my most interesting dating situation to date. Because then my senior year, I actually met my husband. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, the summer between our sophomore year and junior year, my best friend goes to church camp. So, in America, church camp is exactly what it sounds like it's a Christian camp every summer, and you just go do like service projects and. A friend, a friend of mine in school went to camp in summer, but it was only, she was Protestant. And I was really like, that was the only time that I've ever been truly jealous of a Protestant. I was like, I want to go to church camp. <laughs> they are a lot of fun. They're, they are a lot of fun. So Kayla, who's my best friend, we've been best friends since seventh grade. She goes to church camp. I didn't go that year for some reason. I can't remember why. And she meets a guy. So there was... Our church went and then like another big church came and our church somehow ended up like connecting with this other church and meeting a lot of the people in their youth group. And she met a guy and they became boyfriend and girlfriend. And how many kids would have been at church camp? Oh, at the hundreds. One time? Oh, hundreds. Huge. Like our, our youth group alone was like 40 people. And was it like a sleepaway thing? Oh, yeah. For yeah. how long? A week. And where, what, like, how do they find the spaces to hold these church College camps? College campuses. Oh. And you'd stay in the dorms. Because I always thought it was going to be like in um, Dirty Dancing, that they'd be in like cabins in the woods, that that would be camp, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like that. College Just depends dorms. on where they find to host it. Most, mm-hmm. the ones I went to were all at colleges. Oh, that's kind of less romantic to me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. So well, she we thought this- it was cool because we were like in college. Oh, yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah, that would have been very glamorous. Yeah. So, yes, she meets this guy, and they start dating, and they have arguably a really long and great romance. Like, they actually stayed together for a very long time. They ended up living together while she was in the military. Like, so that went great for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had a best friend, and as you do when you're 16, you decide how cool would it be if you date my boyfriend's best friend. Was his best friend also at camp? Yes. You weren't at camp. I wasn't at camp. Okay. So I never met him. 
So they connected us on AOL Instant Messenger, I believe. Where it all starts. Where all great romances in the 2000s start. Oh, yeah. So we start chatting. And then it quickly progresses to phone calls. And we hit it off. And I, I could not be convinced this was not the one for me. And you were 17 now? 16. 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Kayla and I hatched this plan that we were going to go. Oh, also, he did not live in Florida. He lived in Louisiana, which is about 10 hours away. Okay. I was about to say 10 hours drive. Yeah. Okay. So, Where Britney Spears is from. Yes. Things I know about Louisiana. One, Britney Spears. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think they were actually from kind of near where she's from. But anyways. Oh my God, I was just about to say, and isn't Kentucky in Louisiana? And then I remembered Kentucky is its own state. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, so me and Kayla hatch a plan that we are going to go see these boyfriends of ours in Louisiana at 16 years old. Oh my God, it's just like Crossroads speaking of Britney Spears. Yeah. And Except then, they didn't go to see a boy, but carry on. My parents were like, the hell you are going to Louisiana to see a boy. Apparently it's fine if I'm in a boy's bedroom with the door shut, but driving 10 hours to be I mean, in a boy's bedroom with the door shut, too far. Part of me feels like if you're going to give a 16-year-old a car, you can't then say, well, you can only drive 30 minutes. And I did have a car. So, so what was to stop you? Well, your parents, obviously. Yeah, they, they stopped me because they could have taken my car. Which, that would have been rude. How long were you dating him for? Like, how long were you aiming, calling? Probably about eight months. But at this stage, when you decided to go on the road trip, how long was it? Oh, like two. Very quickly decided to go on a road trip. Okay, so some things about him that, looking back now, I have realized. So I was very enamored with the fact that he was a soccer player. He played soccer in Europe, though, Rosemary. Well, that's very, I mean, Which, yeah. as an American girl, that very is glamorous. like... I mean, he's basically David Beckham at that point. You wouldn't fancy David Beckham, though, which is a terrible voice. Oh, Victoria. Well, I mean, but looking at him and mm, just the I essence, like you, like... The essence, oh, no. But for an American girl, like, Europe is it, you know? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you have anything close to that, like, come on, he played soccer. Okay, okay. I don't remember what country. <laughs> I just remember somewhere in the continent yes. of Europe. Now that I'm an adult, I have realized he very much painted this picture like he was handpicked for an international soccer team. I realize now that his parents basically paid for him to go to soccer camp in Europe. But like, that's still cool. It's still cool. You know, you're going but to camp in Europe. I'm, I'm impressed. It's different when you say, I'm so good, I was handpicked to do something so it strikes me, it's like the difference. I was at a Diane von Furstenberg party once when my sister used to work there and Giselle was across the room. And sometimes I tell people I was at a party with Giselle. She's like, yeah. actually, the truth is your older sister worked there and you were, you were in the there same with her room and Giselle was, yeah. So he was in the same room, the same enormous conference room as David Beckham, but David Beckham was on stage and he was in a seat at the back. Absolutely. Okay. That is not, of course, how he presented it to me though, which is fine. What so, else do you remember about him? <laughs> Um, I presume you saw, like, you saw photos of him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Did you ever I mean, video chat? Was that a thing back then? No, that wasn't really something, because cell phones, we didn't have smartphones. Yeah. We texted a lot, to the point where I had, like, an $800 cell phone bill one month. 
Yeah, it was really bad. What did your parents do about that? Well, they just paid it. They should have let you take that drive. would have been cheaper. I know, right? 10 hours or $800. Which one do you yeah. want? So we had what I thought was a great relationship. I thought I was going to marry him. I'm going to be honest. Like, it was, I was so delusional. I had this, like, played out in my mind. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think we can be a bit harsh on our younger selves. Like, were you delusional or were you just young and optimistic and in love? And whether you were in love with this person who arguably you didn't know that well, or you were in love with the idea of this person, it's still valid. The feeling's still there. True. And that's how I think we develop emotional intelligence, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or, like, how do you know that you love someone if you've never experienced the opposite of it or a different version of it? So... You're right. I should be easier on myself, but I think situationally I was delusional because I was 16 in high school and he lived 10 hours away. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So he lives in Louisiana, right? Kind of near New Orleans. Hurricane Katrina comes. And this is where things take a turn for our relationship. Hurricane Katrina comes through and I don't talk to him for like five days, obviously, because several of those days he was going through like a catastrophic hurricane and then power was out and so Mm -hmm, cell phone towers mm -hmm. were out. And I was so I remember being just like so nervous that he was okay. And Mm -hmm. finally, one day I get a text message or I get a voicemail and it's from him. And he's like, I just like to point out. (laughs) He hasn't spoken to you in five days and you're like, I hope he's okay. And then you miss his call. Yeah, I was at work. Okay, well. Yeah. Fine. I remember, though, it's funny that you say that because I had myself, I had an office job like after school, so I could have my cell phone with me and I, it was the one time I got up to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I know. Why why didn't I take my phone with me? But, so I get a voicemail, call him back, everything's great and things just kind of go back to normal, Right. I think everything's fine. You know, his family's cleaning up their house. Their house was fine. They made it out really well. They're just like cleaning up their yard and stuff. And then one day I just get a call from him and he breaks up with me. And he tells me that he just went through something really hard and he thinks that I'm expecting too much from him. So he breaks up with me. I'm devastated, obviously. Have you been in the same room at this point? No. How long had you been dating? like I think eight months total this is like something out of catfish except obviously yes you knew his friend so you knew that he wasn't like an 11 year old girl it's very catfish adjacent yeah and it was really much a a romance relationship like based on anything we wanted it to be 
Because we could make everything up. Like, we could fill in any gaps we wanted yeah, to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you basically had never kissed. You'd never touched this guy. I still have to this day. Did you ever have tech sex? No. No. I didn't really know how to do that. Well, it's well, hard well, by text when you're, your, your hand is busy, you know. And this... <laughs> This was also very early on in the texting days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I had an eight hundred dollar phone bill because we didn't have. Oh yeah, you didn't have free text. With, yeah. and also remember when you went over a certain number of characters, it would go into two texts. Yeah, and then it would jumble. And you'd have it. to try and abbreviate it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very annoying. So, I was just young enough, I think, to know that to not know how to do that. I think I knew that was a thing, but neither of us was like knew how to make that work. Um. And honestly, he probably was dating other girls on the side because, I mean, why wouldn't he be? They're with, they're in his... But you weren't. No, I wasn't. So, I mean, maybe why would he be as well? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's kind of nothing to say that he wasn't as invested in the romance of it as you were. That's true. And I think, you know, I think that my best friend's boyfriend would have probably said something. It wasn't like we didn't have a connection and other friends. So he breaks up with me. I'm devastated. This is the first time I've been broken up with. Oh, that's always hard. Yeah. yeah. Because I had broken up with the two previous boyfriends. Yeah. So he breaks up with me and I have to go through that. And I think that probably took me a little while to get over. I don't think I dated anyone from that point until the end of my senior year of high school. And then I ended up meeting my husband, and we dated and got married. And so, like, three years after I graduated. But (laughs) my husband and I broke up for a little bit, maybe a year. And during that year... A year? Yeah. That's a pretty significant amount of time to break up. Yeah, it was one of those weird breakups, though, where, like, we were still... We weren't on again, off again, but we were... You were still in touch. You weren't going, like, yeah. no contact. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, hard, hard breakup. Mm-hmm. It was just... So Kayla comes. She was living in California at the time with... His best friend. His best friend. They come back to Florida to visit for a few weeks. And we say, let's go to New Orleans. So we get in our car, the three of us, and we drive all through the night. And we go to New Orleans and do what you do in New Orleans, which is get drunk Every single night, every day. I thought you were going to say explore the culture and the architecture, but no. No. mm -mm. (laughs) We did none of that. And like the second to last day that we're there, Kayla goes, do you want to meet him? And I didn't know what to say, but of course I said yes. Trying to play it cool. And I'm very nervous because he broke up with me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have something to prove. So I felt an immense amount of pressure. I remember doing my hair, my makeup, putting on my best outfit, went all out because I wanted him to see me and regret Mm -hmm. his decision. Of course, yeah. Well, (laughs) he walks into the living room where I am and he looks exactly like the pictures And then I scan down, and on his hip is a leather cell phone case, (laughs) like what a grandpa would carry around. God. So this 21-year-old man is walking around with this, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> attached to his belt with his shirt tucked in. Oh, no. And I instantly... Of course. You're like, oh, no, forget it. I said, thank God that you broke up with me. That's just proof to me. That's a little story that I keep in the back of my mind that, like, sometimes we don't get what we want. and We are better, we're better off for it. Like, obviously, then you were talking and stuff. You know, did you get along? Was yeah, he, nice? he was fine. He was nice enough. And he was exactly the person that I knew. Mm-hmm. He didn't stay very long, but... I could have been married to a man that carries his cell phone in a leather... I don't think you could have because even if he hadn't broken up with you, right, you would have gone to see him sooner or later. Yeah. Or he would have come to see you and he would have had that leather cell phone thing on his hip. And even if, like, this has happened to me, I'll see something like that and it will immediately turn me off, but I won't really be able to admit it to myself that that's what's turning me off. And then over the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months, there'll be a slow death of romance... And it's all because of that one thing that's totally giving you the ick, but you won't be able to actually see that or grasp that. It'll be like, oh, we just grew apart. Something about him that I wasn't crazy about. And it'll be the cell phone carrier. I did not think going into that moment that closure for me would come in the form of a faux leather cell phone pouch. You don't know it was faux. That's very judgmental. It looked faux. That could have been Hermes. It looked very shiny. (laughs) So tell me, okay. Oh God, what if I, what if that could have gone the other direction with, you judged him based on his cell phone pouch and it was Yeah, and it was a thousand dollars. Now you've got that out of your system, but you've already met your husband at this point, right? Yeah. Tell me about where do you meet your husband? Was he in school with you? No. So I met my husband at a music venue. Well, it was like a local, very small kind of, it was like the equivalent of a dive bar, but mm-hmm. in a music venue. And we, so we stood next to each other watching a show and Kayla was with me, of course, because she was always with me. She had a guy standing to her left. Justin was standing to my right. She wanted to get that guy's number. She asked me for a pin. I just looked at Justin and was like, hey, do you have a pin? And he didn't because nobody was just carrying around a freaking pin with them. And that was the end of it. I didn't think much of it. And then like two hours later, he found me and he had a pin. But this pin looked like he had pulled it out of a gutter. Like he found the last (laughs) pin. (laughs) Like searched this venue high and low. And it was really sweet because he thought that I wanted to give him my number. Oh. And so I said to him, oh, sorry, I don't need that anymore. Because I still didn't understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. But then he ends up getting my number and Kayla's number. Like kind of slyly was like, yeah, we should hang out sometime and got both of our cell phone numbers. And you know my husband, so you'll appreciate this. He called me and said, he said, are you the one with the blonde hair or the brown hair? And I said, I have blonde hair. At the time I did. And he said, oh, great. You're the one that I wanted. Because he couldn't remember my name. (laughs) I mean, he couldn't remember my name is shit, but then you're the one that I wanted is quite cute. It was cute. In the moment, I was really annoyed. (laughs) And I dodged his phone calls for a few months after that. (gasps) Months? Yeah. And I was a senior in high school. Like I was literally about to graduate. Sorry. Phone calls. This man was persistent. He was very, oh, very persistent. How many times did he call you? A lot. Like twice a week. And you just didn't answer? No, I just wouldn't answer him. <gasps> I was a senior in high school. Like, it was my Whatever, the Hannah, last... this is so cruel. 
Well, I think my mindset was that I don't want to date anybody. Like I'm about to go to college. I want to be free. Like that's, I think, very much a trope of like, of course, yes. You know, so yeah. I thought yeah. I was living out this great experience looking back. Yeah. It's like, it's just another normal year, but because mm-hmm. I went to college at home. So, and then finally, he had called me so much that I told my mom, I distinctly remember having the conversation with her in our kitchen. I said, I'm going to have to just go on a date with this guy so he'll leave me alone. And she was like, okay. I think she knew, you know. For anyone listening, that never works. Never. I'm going to go on a date with this guy so he'll leave me alone is how you get murdered. But you didn't get murdered. You're the exception that proves the rule. Or how you can marry someone and you, (laughs) yeah. So we did, we went on a date. Our first date was actually at Hooters. Do you know what Hooters is? Of course I know what Hooters is. I've seen movies and I've now watched Vanderpump Rules. Hooters actually features quite a lot in seasons four and five of Vanderpump Rules. You are right about that. I forgot. So we went to Hooters for our first date, which I actually chose it because I do, I liked their food at the time and we didn't have one where I lived and he just thought that made me so cool that I wanted to go to Hooters at Hooters, our waitress ended up being someone that he knew, and she sat down at the table with us. Fuck off. I know. Isn't that... He We're was mortified. Girl from Hooters. Yeah. And they didn't really know each other that well. So we went to Hooters. Our next date was at a pizza place, and I got pizza with spinach and feta cheese on it. And he says that he almost broke up with me because <laughs> he couldn't see himself being with me long term because he couldn't eat my pizza leftovers he's a very practical man very practical i thought you were gonna say the spinach got stuck in your teeth which i feel like it probably did i mean it might have and then we saw a movie i think and then we dated for a year year and a half we actually got engaged and then i caught off our engagement (gasps) i don't think i've ever told you no you haven't and also i feel like to my mind that would be very hard to come back from like it's hard enough i think to come back from a breakup Mm-hmm. But to come back from a broken engagement. Yeah. Just to give him back the ring and everything. I did, yeah. That was the right thing to do. I mean, he bought it. He paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a family heir- my family heirloom yes, or anything. Yeah. So gave him back the ring. I ended up dating someone in between, which was a huge mistake. It was very much a rebound. Like, I wanted to, I think, piss him off a little bit, which I did. Um, who it was, among us hasn't been there? It was one of his friends. Oh, yeah. Well, it was who among really us hasn't been there as well. A very bad move on my part. So then I had a really hard time in my family where I had an uncle who died, and it was just really tough. And he ended up reaching out to me during that time, and that was kind of like the rekindling of like he's a good egg. He is. He really is. And I, I try not to have any regrets because what it is, what it is. But like. I wish I could have appreciated him for who he was more when we then, were younger. Yeah. 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 And then we got married nine months later. It was very quick because we were kind of in that point in life where we were like, we're 20. I was 21 when we got married, which is young to get married. But in the South, that's not. I was just about to say, yeah. I would have thought even five years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, that's so young to get married. But it all depends on your cultural context. Because like for me, most of my friends got married in their late 20s into early 30s. Whereas in Fort Wayne, 21 is totally a normal age. Yeah. Well, you have to... In the Midwest and in the South, right? Yeah. And you have to keep in mind that my two previous boyfriends, like when I broke up with them, they both got married to their wives the summer we graduated high school. Like their wives were 18 whenever they got married. Are they still together now? Oh, yeah. They Hmm. both have two kids. Like they're beautiful families like I keep up with all of them 
we're not friends. We're friendly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, beautiful families. Like, their kids are adorable. I know. I just can't imagine anything that I wanted when I was 18 that I still want now. Except for, like, Eddie Rockets chips. What is Eddie? Eddie Rockets is like a, it's styled like a 50s diner. It's just a fast food place We have those here. Johnny Rockets. Johnny is Rockets here, is what it's called. Yeah. Eddie Rockets is basically the art. It's styled after Johnny Rockets. Oh, okay. So it's a ripoff. Like, it's an Irish version, but it's, like, the Yeah, their good. french fries are really good. But the jukeboxes never work. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, like, I can't think of very much from when I was 18 that I still yeah. like now. You know what I mean? But, I mean, they're... Gosh, if we graduated in 2006, what is that? They're... How many years into marriage? Well, 16 17. Been, yeah. So they're as far into marriage now as they were into life when they yeah. got married, pretty much. Good for them and yeah, amazing. good for me for helping that happen. <laughs> if you could go back and tell your younger self anything about dating or romance or men mm. or sex, what would you tell her? I will say this. I don't know how like much people divulge in this podcast, but I have only slept with one man. That was very much the culture that I came from mm-hmm. of like true love waits. Do you know what that is? Yes, yeah. yeah. So true love waits. Did I you have a ring? Church. I did have <gasps> a ring. I actually was the girl who would get up at true love waits rallies in our town and say, I've decided to wait and give like a whole speech about it. Yeah. I was like the poster child for true love waits in my hometown. Wild. Okay. Right? I need you to give me the speech someday. Oh, okay. You'll I'll have probably, to think about it. Yeah. still remember it. There's Bible <laughs> verses. Oh, there's God. a whole thing. So that was just, you didn't have sex with anybody until you got married. And I really, really would love to go back and get to kind of repeat my high school, like, and just fuck everyone more sexually. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm obviously be smart about it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think there's a lot that I missed out on. Yeah. Because you're so worried about holding on to this precious, this thing that doesn't matter. Ephemeral thing. Yeah, right. yeah. That isn't really a thing. Yeah. So did you guys, now I'm just being nosy, but did you guys wait until you were married to have sex? No, we didn't. So okay. we moved in together before we got married, a few months before we got married. And at that point I was like, this is stupid. Like okay, I'm but living like, with you. When you got engaged the first time you hadn't had sex. Well, yeah, I guess we had. It was a very short period of time, mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. a couple of times. And then I felt an immense amount of guilt, which is the problem with purity culture is mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But, and then we broke up, obviously when we weren't having sex then, and then we got back together and moved in. So at that point, so he was very, he didn't like, he sowed his wild oats. So okay, okay, okay. So I feel like there's just a difference between us in that realm that Mm -hmm. like he knew who he was, like what he liked. And then I very much felt like a child in that way. But that would be the thing. I would tell her like, it doesn't matter that much. Be free. And like explore that if you want and don't if you don't. But don't feel like you can't and don't feel like you have to save yourself. Yeah, I don't know that I as a person would be very like, probably wouldn't have been very... I don't even know, like wild, I guess. Mm -hmm. I hate to say that because I don't want to label someone as, if someone. Or, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the word you're looking for is promiscuous, but not in a judgmental way. Maybe going back, even if you had been free to do what you want, you wouldn't have been like sleeping with everybody. Right. That's just not my personality. But I just would have liked to have had the freedom Mm -hmm. that if I wanted to, there was no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's funny. Like, I think sometimes if I look back, I kind of, because I 
explored sexually with a lot of different people and a lot of people that I just wish I hadn't bothered. That I'm mm. like, you know what? You could have kissed that guy and like had a bit of a fumble or whatever and then just gone home and had some toast and gone to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you would have been just as happy. But I felt like, I think growing up, once it got to us, probably once we locked the door on the room with the couch and the TV, I was like, <laughs> oh, we're having sex now. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, once the door was closed, I was like, oh, that's what's happening. It was the only option. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for talking to me about your romantic history. I'll have to have your husband on now and then he can give me his side because I want to hear about his wild oats. (laughs) He has some some great stories. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting to me. Thanks for having me. I absolutely loved talking to Hannah, so much so that I think I may need to get her back for a follow-up to talk about purity culture, growing up in church, and, though we didn't quite get to it today, her time as a missionary in a whole host of far-flung places. If you like the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. You can follow all things Meet Cute related and all things me related on my Instagram at Rosemary McCabe and you can read my writing at rosemarymccabe.substack.com. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to be back in your ears very soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.